All right, we are back for another episode of Education. Okay. I am Brando. And I'm Mia. All right, and let's just jump right into what we are chatting about today. I'm so excited. I'm going to learn things today. All right, All take right. it away. Yes, yes, yes. So today we are going to talk about Texas and Mexico. Texas you know, the best thing. Did you know right. that? Mm, Okay. It's, it's the best. Not, it's not really my favorite. It's, I mean, I live the here. Best. I'm about to say the cost of living's okay here. I'm a native, you know. You know, you know born and raised. It's me. the best. Not it's me. the best. Not me. Okay. Tapas, I don't think I'll anyway, ever, get to your point. Yeah, okay. Get to your point. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, well, we're talking about Mexico and Texas today, and um, if you didn't know, they kind of used to be the same thing. All right. Okay. Um, so, um, just to give a little bit of background. Okay. So, back in the day, Mexico <laughs> used to be owned by. You want to take a guess? Spain. Yeah, because oh. they speak Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also, Spain so, owns like everything. Yeah, they did. They owned the whole lot. That was crazy. Conquistadors, they, they conquered, yeah. conquering Took all the, the things. things. Yep, all the things. Okay. All right, so Mexico used to be owned by Spain, okay? Mm -hmm. So, of course, um, Spain decides to put a caste system in place because, you know, we came over here to conquer this land. We got to show them who's boss, okay? Period. Um, so this caste system is going to consist of four different tiers. At the top, you're going to have these people called Peninsulares, okay? The Peninsulares are people that were actually born in Spain. They got on a little boat, and they came over to Mexico, and they were like, yeah, it's us. We rule everything, okay? So they are at the top, okay? Mm -hmm. Then they start having babies because that's what you do, all right? When, you know, when two people love each other, they start having babies. Birds and all the bees, the yeah, yeah, okay, all of those things, all right? So those people that were born in the new world are actually called Criollos. Criollos. Say it with me, Criollos. Criollos. Okay? It sounds like a spell from Harry Potter or something. Like, you know, Criollos, you know? Leviosa, you yeah, know? Yeah, you know, something like that, yeah. Um, so the Criollos are going to be right underneath the Peninsulares. Mm -hmm. Both of these groups of people are very fair-skinned. Um, they have privilege, okay? So is this uh, like, I'm sorry to interrupt, but is this like Creoles, like almost ooh. type of connections? You know, we all know that word. You know, is that the type of situation we're dealing like with? It, yeah. yeah. Something, something, Not the same something. mixture, but you feel yeah, me. Yeah, but we're, but we're working on it. Right, you know? yeah, we got it. Then right. below that, okay, but you know, you know, white people, they like a little chocolate sometimes, you know, so then, a half a you know, you know, so then we got some, we got a little mixed class right below mm -hmm. called the Mestizos and the Mulattoes, not to be confused with Big Lotto Purr, we like her, but not to be confused with <laughs> her, but we have the Mulattoes and the Mestizos that are going to be on the level on the third tier, mm -hmm. okay, and that's where you kind of start seeing, they, they are not enslaved, mm -hmm. but they are free, but they really don't have a lot of opportunities or, right. and um, privilege, okay, then at the very bottom, we have the Native Americans and the black people. Oh, All right. be the, bro, you know, they be don't the bottom, nobody like us. You know, That's crazy. You know, it's okay. That's really crazy. You know, but started from the bottom, now we're here, you know. You know <laughs> Girl, no, actually, I like you what know, you did, though. You know? I like what you did um, with that. So, actually, so um, this is also going to be the beginning of uh, what we see in colorism, um, you know. So, this is the first time, especially with that mestizo class. So, like, when we talk about colorism, is this, like, colorism that just, like, I like the way you look, I want to have babies with you? Or is this, like, colorism, like, I hate you, you're... You're, you're not going to be able to do anything or elevate in society, or are we looking at both? The second one. Let's focus okay. on the second one a little bit more. So we're looking at that this idea of like white people kind of being the ruling class here and making yes. the rules and being able to do what they want. And you know, it's so crazy though when you really look at like this idea of white privilege because they colonize everything. They really do like take over every space yes. and apply that to yes. every space that they're in. Like it's yes. 
it really blows my mind sometimes because I mean I, I studied history obviously and so when you look at like the different breakdown of colonization literally they are everywhere they've conquered all these spaces and so when they get there not only do they conquer but they take over and they um, influence them to a point to where they can't even tell where they came from naturally or like what they did naturally Big because guy. of the influence of, of of whiteness and even like looking at I'm sorry I, I'm, I'm spiraling here but looking at like um, uh, the Caribbean Sea in that area, mm. what you see happen there is they did it with uh, monetary funds. So at first they weren't even just going over there like taking their things in person. They're just like, well, we're just going to invest, okay? We're going to invest in all your banks. Mm -hmm. So you, you, know, you need us, and then we're going to go over there, okay? That's yep. the same thing they did with Hawaii. Yes. Like, poor Hawaii, bless their hearts. You uh, know what? We're not supposed to go there. Apparently. I know, I'm so sorry, but like, uh, you know, okay. <sighs> but, yes. okay. Anywho, sorry. Back it up, back it up, back it up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so you actually, um, it gets to the point where, like, uh, obviously, as in, in any good revolution, um, the poor people are going to get pissed off. They're yeah. not going to keep dealing with this, okay? Especially, you know, when you're at the bottom, you have nowhere to go except for up to the top. So um, you can do it a couple of different ways. You can ask nicely or you can choose violence. You and, um, you know, violence is just a lot more interesting. I wake up um, and choose violence every day. So you have this guy. His name is Father Hildago. All right. Mm -hmm. Bless his heart. He is a um, Catholic priest. All right. And he is in the Creolos class. So he's actually, you know, he's pretty, kind of up there. Right. That was kinda, the, that was the second tier yeah. from the top. Right. Yeah. Like he's kind of he's. He has a, he's comfortable. Right, right. He's comfortable, right? But um, what he doesn't like is just, uh, he does not like how uh, slaves and natives are being mistreated. He, it just really, really bothers him. And so, you know, and, you know, he could have just stayed in his comfortable position, but mm -hmm. he chose to do something about it. So he's going to give this speech. It's going to be called Greedo the, the Lords, okay? Um, yeah. Uh, and basically, no one knows what he says in this speech because it was a speech because, like, he didn't write it down. He just kind of oh, came. it was a verbal. Okay, yeah, okay, it was okay, like gotcha, off the top gotcha. of the, the dome, dome, right? Her. Whatever he said, though, um, it was enough to get the people going. All right, <laughs> it's provocative. It gets the people going. Okay, all right. So he gives this speech, basically saying like, "Hey, like, are y'all just going to continue to just be slaves? Like, like, <laughs> like, like, are y'all going to do something I'm about this? Like, like, go get a pitchfork. <laughs> like, I actually love go, this. Go I get, love this. Go get a shovel. Go do something about it." You cannot. You're not going to be given your freedom. Like you, you got to take it. You have to take it. You, you have to take fight it. for it. That's, that's All right. So father. it's literally going to revolutionize this uh, these lower classes to okay. the point where they are going to revolt. Okay. And poor Father Hidalgo, because like a year later, the feds, the the Spanish feds, they was looking for him. They got him. They yeah. Oh yeah. Just oh, yeah. for being a revolutionary. <laughs> oh yeah. That's that's called treason actually <laughs> yeah uh they caught your boy and they executed him by firing squad immediately <laughs> but anyways it was too late though because oh, wait because i'm well, like yeah yeah he had, oh, he had to go. i just got to know him he had to go that's crazy but it's too, um like he he ignited a spark mm -hmm. okay so um you have uh spain and mexico at this point in open war for mm -hmm. about 10 years really to yeah. be completely honest with you um and what eventually happens is that uh mexico wins her yay mexico all right so mexico is going to um win but we got some problems mm. all right all right because we already know they broke <laughs> they broke I already know wars cost money, money. What, 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 what money. Pay for in the war? okay so 
Oh my God, you know how to get me. So when you go to war, you literally have to pay for everything. Like even back in the day. So you have to supply uh, clothing, mm -hmm. blankets, mm -hmm. food, mm -hmm. shoes, mm -hmm. all the things, ammo, guns, all mm -hmm. of the things. Okay. And horses, that's the horses. Right, yeah. Right. Back in the day, carriages, you feel me? All that stuff is so expensive. And back then they're using like cannons and things like that. So not only are you buying like ammunition for your guns, but you're buying them for uh, cannons, which are going to be way more expensive. You have to make sure that you have cannons. At this time, we're doing a lot of fighting. Uh, this one, not particularly, but uh, at this time, we're doing a lot of fighting on water. So we need a lot of boats and things like that. And that stuff do not come cheap, especially back in the day. And if you don't have your own manufacturers, that means that you're outsourcing. So not only are you having to pay to get these particular items, but now you're having to pay somebody to make them, which is why a lot of people rely on uh, military industrialization, which is basically mm. United States. Hey, that's how we get our bread and butter. We make our own things at home. So when we do go to war, we can just increase factory production. We're getting yep. jobs, we're making money, and we still got stuff for war. Perfect. But again, if you are not prepared for war, that that is going to hit you in your pockets, which is why a lot of people, when we look at like Cuban Missile Crisis, things like that, you know what? They can target us all they want to, but if we're not ready for war, we don't have a bread for war, we're not going to war because you will be absolutely destitute after it ends. Okay. Like, yes, United it States, is called man. economic instability, okay? Her. And that it's a thing. That is the fancy way of saying, we are broke. Help and me, we please. Can, we cannot Help afford me. it, and we can't take out no more loans from yes. nobody. No That's more, what that no means. Sally Man, no nothing, yeah, no okay? Nothing. No nail net, none of that. <laughs> all right, so Mexico is broke, okay? So they have to figure out a way to make some money, okay? Um, so what their solution is is to pimp out Texas. Okay. That was a bad idea. So yes. So <laughs> Texas at this time is definitely still a part of Mexico. Okay. Yeah. Um, so as Tamia says, Mexico is going to turn to the United States mm -hmm. and for some help. Okay. And that y'all mistake. Big mistake. <laughs> oh, okay. So they're going to reach out to wealthy um, landowners, um, Anglo's, which is a fancy word for white, white people. people. Yes. Um, but they're going to reach out to them and uh, they're going to say, hey, hey, you, we have some nice land down here for you. Mm -hmm. So what we'll do is we will sell you the land for the cheap and you come down here. All right, and you cultivate this land. Mm -hmm. All right, Make it nice. and then you know if you you know if you grow something, you know you give us a percentage, and we can do some business. Right. How about that? And so during this time, too, you have to look at the United States. Okay, mm. so the United States is a fairly young country. Yeah, okay? super young and, at this point. Um, they're starting to expand, okay? But um, mainly along the coast, all right, it's, it's pretty crowded. Yeah. Right? And with crowding, um, you're going to get things like disease. You're going to get an increase in crime, yeah. different things like that. So you're going to see some people jump at this opportunity. They're going to be called empresarios. Mm -hmm. And empresarios, their job is basically uh, to be a real estate agent, mm -hmm. okay? Is to convince all these other white families, um, hey, come on down. All right, so we have Stephen F. Austin. Um, shout out to Axel. the city of That's Austin. That's what I was uh, about to say. And then... Uh, SFA is in Nagas from Walmart. Yes, 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 yes. So you have Stephen F. Austin, who um, is going to be really, really good at mm -hmm. doing this, all right? He um, is going to have about 300 families um, that he's going to be able to bring into Texas, okay? Mm -hmm. So the rules were Mexico, so Texas is still technically a part of Mexico, okay? Mm -hmm. So the rules are this for the white people. These are the rules, okay? You have to be Catholic, okay? Because that's Mexico's national religion at the time. Okay. All right. Uh, you need to be speaking Spanish because that is our language at the time okay. to speak. Feelings okay. About all this, um, no slavery because Mexico just fought a war Zero to get about rid that, of the Catholics. They just fought a war <laughs> to get rid of slavery. Okay. So no slavery. Okay. 
And you have to be renounce your American citizenship because you're living in Mexico at the time, okay? So That's wild. Yeah, so, so just Okay. That's simple. I'm sorry, question. Mm-hmm. So did we actually agree to this or were we just kinda okay, did we agree verbally and then get over there and be like, actually Yes. Is that what happened? Because exactly yeah, that that sounds happened. like some American thing. It sounds like what yes. we would do. So the thing is, okay, if you look at Texas on a map, uh, Texas is pretty far north mm-hmm. compared to where Mexico City is, which uh-huh. is the capital okay. um, of Mexico. And so basically what ends up happening is um, these families start coming in. And <laughs> let's not ignore the fact that natives are already living on this mm-hmm. land, right. right? But we don't care about them, all right? So these white people are just kicking out has. these natives, different things like that. So we have a couple of things that are going to start happening, right? Mm-hmm. So we have something called the Fredonian Rebellion, okay? okay? So in the Fredonian Rebellion, you have this guy. His name is um, Hayden Edwards, okay? So Hayden Edwards is pretty much going to, he's an empresario, so his job is to get these families moved on to this land, mm-hmm. right? So he likes a particular piece of land, and okay. so, but the problem is that we already have natives that are living there and we have um, Mexicans that are living there um, called Tejanos all right Mm -hmm. so he is literally going to um, blackmail them into um, giving up their land right okay so um, they are gonna get upset and they're gonna travel down to the Mexican government they're gonna complain about this um, to um, the Mexican government, mm-hmm. Hayden Edwards is going to get investigated. He's going to get fired. You about to lose your job. job, all right? So he's going to get fired, all right? Hayden Edwards, instead of taking his L, he gets pissed off, and he's like, you know what? Well, um, screw you, Mexico. Like, we don't need you anyway. I'm actually going to form my own country called Fredonia, okay? Um, so he attempts to form his own country. He actually reaches out to Stephen F. Austin for mm-hmm. a little bit of help. Stephen F. Austin is pissed. Right? <laughs> he is like, you and your foolishness, you are not about to mess up my, my bag. bag. You are it's... not about to mess up my bag. And so Mexico at this point in time is mobilizing because <laughs> they are on their way to come get Mr. Edwards, okay? But Stephen F. Austin says, hold up, I got him. I'm going to get him first. So Hayden Edwards that actually is so so Hayden Edwards actually ends up <laughs> running away, right? So he does not get caught. But this rebellion, so the rebellion, nothing really happens in the rebellion. But Mexico is now looking at <laughs> they're looking at Texas like, what y'all doing up here? <laughs> like it's a side eye. So that Mexico, so, so Mexico oh now is suspicious. <laughs> they are now suspicious of Texas, right? So if I'm suspicious, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna send a spy. Okay. <laughs> so they're gonna send the spy. His name is Mir Iteron. He is really good friends. Um with um, some people that uh, are pretty high up in the Mexican government. Mm-hmm. He's going to spy on these Anglos and figure out what they're doing. He's going to find out that they are not following any of these rules, okay? But, like, them, did they expect them to? I mean, Sorry, I think like, that they wanted to trust them, but no. Well, they're Americans. That is not what happened. Never trust okay? them. So he finds out the the biggest thing that's happening is that slavery, okay? Uh, of course. Slavery. Yeah. Like, these white people are bringing their slaves, okay? Cotton is very, very, very predominant in Texas yeah, at the yeah. time. So, like, yeah, like, we're going to bring our slaves, okay? Right. So he goes back and he tells uh, Mexico, he snitches, and he goes and tells them, <laughs> like, uh, they actually are not following <laughs> any of the rules that they're what? supposed to be following. And so, as a result, Mexico creates something called the Law of April 6, 1830, where they are actually going to ban immigration completely. No more white people. 
No more white people in Texas. You are not allowed to come into Texas. And the irony is that white people continue to come into Texas. They were just like, we do not care about this law. So it's very ironic that when we talk about illegal immigration, because oh. like back in the day, white people were actually illegally immigrating into Mexico. I just like, it's, imagine it's, like it's, 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 this spy coming yes. over and like going back and Pulling out this like book, like let me like actually burn, tell burn, you. Let me tell you what happened. It's a it's a book full of stuff that they've yes. been over there doing that you said do not yes. do. I can yes. just imagine that in my head. Yeah. So um, the white people are pretty pissed off about this law, even though they're not, not following. I'm gonna say. They don't I mean, even I don't know what understand. Yeah, like they're not even following the rules, so I don't even know why they're mad. Right. They're still doing their thing. Um, but Mexico is definitely um, like uh, I am Side not eye. the two. <laughs> I am the one. So they're starting to send military forces mm-hmm. to make sure that these rules are enforced. Right. The white people are upset. You know, they're like, oh no, like no, like feelings, things like that. So at this point, um, the white people feel like uh, we need to do something about this. So they have a convention, all right? And they decide that um, they have a list of demands and they have some grievances, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, And they're going to take these um, complaints down to Mexico City, all right? Um, and they're going to see if they can negotiate about some things. Right. They, they want to keep slavery. Um, they want to be able to speak English. Uh, they want to be able to practice whatever religion they want. And Literally you have to everything that they told them not to do. Yeah. Well, okay. So to play devil's advocate, and ugh, I hate to do it, but you have to look at, like, what country they're coming from. Right. They're coming yeah, from sure. America where... You they know, the fled first because of the, religious the, persecution. Yeah. Yeah, and the First Amendment sure. protects religious freedom. And yeah. now they're literally but all, traveling. But also, though, they're traveling to a land that is not a part of America. Yes. And one of the biggest issues with Americans is that we feel like what rules apply in America should apply everywhere. But that is just not the standard. Right. Like, that's not. We do not have universal law. So, like, period. Shut up and do what they I say. I mean, yes. I absolutely agree with that. Um, so, yeah. they, um, yeah. So, they... Um, have this convention. Um, they come up with this list of things that they want to change. Mm-hmm. All right, and they go to um, one of my favorite people ever. His name is Antonio Santa Anna. All right, Santa so Anna. Santa Anna is crazy. Okay, so he at lit, the time, yeah. Is, yeah, he's pretty lit though. He um, at the time is going to pretty much be in charge of the Mexican government. Mm-hmm. He um, becomes president because um, also after Mexico gets their independence, uh, not only are they broke, but they go through a period of political instability because everybody wants to be president, okay? So you have people that are getting assassinated after like one or two months um, in office and stuff like that. Santa Ana says, "Ah, ah-ah! We're just going to go ahead and stop that. And actually, Santa Ana actually goes and takes power. He changes the government from a federalist government, which is a government where uh, the people share power mm-hmm. with the government. Um, and he changes it to a more centralist government, which is a fancy word for he's a dictator and he's in I charge. Was, okay. I was going to ask um, to yeah. confirm, but I, I thought that's yeah. what that meant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So he is going to be a dictator. So Stephen F. Austin is actually going to come down to... Uh, Mexico City with this list of mm-hmm. all the things, and um, he's gonna try to meet with Santa Ana so that they can kind of uh, reason. Mm-hmm. All right, um, 
Santa Ana makes him wait three months to see him. <laughs> like, it's like so a good rude. dictator should. Like, he's like, you can see me in three months. Right, okay. Right, so Stephen F. Austin is pretty pissed. All right. They're going to end up having their meeting. Um, and the main thing that Stephen F. Austin is down there for is because Texas wants their independence. Like, mm-hmm. they don't have anything in common, even though they're a part of Mexico. Mm-hmm. They really realize they don't have anything in common with actual Mexico. So they're like, hey, just let us be our own. Right. You know, little to thing. do our own thing. Yeah. Um, so that was their main goal in going down there and talking to uh, Santa Ana. So Santa Ana actually agrees with most of their demands. He's like, okay, speak English. Okay, if you want to have slaves, like if you want to do these things, cool, right? Mm -hmm. Like um, Stephen F. Austin says, oh yeah, one more thing. We want to be independent and Santa Ana's like, hell no. (laughs) All right, so that was the the main reason that we're down there. Okay, so Stephen F. Austin, he ends up writing a letter um, mm-hmm. back to uh, the Texas settlers, and he's like, "Okay, guys, we got to start getting our military together because right, like, yeah. um, we're acting nicely, and it looks like um, we're going to end up fighting for it." The letter gets intercepted, and Stephen F. Austin ends up in jail. Okay, Ooh. yeah, he's in jail for like a year and a half um, because um, of this letter that he wrote because he's conspiring. <laughs> Against, against the, the Mexican, yeah, yeah, against the Mexican Treason government. Yeah. All right, he eventually is going to get released, and he's pissed when he gets released. And at this point, um, you have a war about to happen. Okay. Okay, so I don't know a lot about the Texas Revolution, to be honest. Okay. With you. Didn't study it. Not a fan. Whatever. Okay. So, like, are they supported? Or okay, no. Let me backtrack. When we, when Texas wants to declare their independence, do they want to be their own independent nation? Isn't that what it is? Like, they didn't yes. actually want to be a part of the United States. They yeah, wanted so to just be Texas, right? Yeah, so that is a completely different story, yes. Yeah, right. So, okay, yes. so I just wanted to confirm, because I was like, I know a lot of people, that's like a sketchy thing, and I feel like yes, I only remember Texas that. Yes, Texas wanted to be its own here. independent country, and Texas actually wasn't their own independent country for about nine and a half years. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I thought so. Um, but um, when we talk about the revolution, we talk about a few main things, okay? So we have the Battle of Gonzales that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So pretty much um, at this point in time, Mexico is like, okay, well, we're about to be obviously be in a war, right? So mm-hmm. um, Gonzales is a city that's probably about like maybe an hour and a half from Houston mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. where we are now. So they have a cannon there, okay? Um, the Mexican government has allowed these Texas settlers to borrow this cannon mm-hmm. um, because back when, you know, things were, when they were on good terms, um, the settlers needed a cannon to defend their land from Native right. Americans, yeah, right? right? right. Um, but um, now we beefed up, and I need my weapon back, actually, because you're <laughs> not going to use it against me at all. So um, Mexico sends a small um, amount of troops up to mm-hmm. go claim um, this weapon back. Um, so the Anglos do, do not um, return this weapon. <laughs> they lie. They say, oh, we don't know where your weapon is, and secretly they're sending messages to the surrounding town so other white people could come. And they end up attacking the Mexicans, the Mexicans who had orders to not do anything violent. Mm. Um, so only one person died. He was Mexican. Um, but um, this is officially considered the first battle uh, of, the, say, yeah. of the Texas Revolution because bloodshed happens, right. right? So Santa Ana <laughs> gets this news, and he is pissed. And he's <laughs> like, okay, y'all don't want to give me my cannon? I'm pulling up with my army. <laughs> So Santa Ana comes with his full Mexican army, okay? And this is an army that is trained, okay? They have just finished their own war, Mm -hmm. okay, themselves. So these are people that are disciplined and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And he's on his way to Gonzales, okay, to get his cannon back, all right? Right. Um, And uh, on his way to Gonzales, he stops at a little fort called the Alamo, okay? Along with Alamo! All right. 
So at the Alamo, you have some um, you have some people there, okay? Um, at this little fort, um, they are there to defend this fort. And um, what's the raccoon hat? Um, Davy Crockett. Davy yeah, Crockett. Crockett. So he was, so he was actually pretty famous. He's probably yeah. he's probably the most famous person that ends up dying at the Alamo. I had um, a raccoon head yes, as a child. Yes. Okay. So, um, you know, if he was on Instagram, he'd definitely have like that blue chain. Right. For right? sure. Verified. For sure. For sure. Politician. All yeah. the all the things. Okay. Tall Con- white con- man. Congressman. Yeah. You all know, those whatever. Things, yeah. Um, so. Uh, Santa Ana stops at the Alamo. He lays siege to it. So he surrounds the Alamo. He splits his army. They surround it. Um, the siege lasts about 13 days. He finally breaks in. Um, he destroys everyone. One thing about Santa Ana, he does not believe in prisoners at all, okay? He is going to kill everybody. So everyone Sorry. is killed and slaughtered. He does leave a few people alive um, strictly for the purpose of spreading the message like, mm, bitch, I'm, I'm com- here. I'm about to say, yeah, I'm coming. I'm here kill, and yeah. I'm coming, okay? So, um, of course, there's going to be widespread panic, all mm-hmm. right? So you're going to have something called the runaway scrape that happens, um, where pretty much citizens that are in Texas are fleeing mm-hmm. eastward to go into Louisiana because Louisiana is, like, based. That's, right, that, yeah. That's the safe area. That's the United, <laughs> it's, it's, that's the United States, okay? Yeah. Um, so you have all these people that are um, evacuating, and, like, they don't really have a lot of time, mm-hmm. like, either, like... Um, they, they are literally leaving with whatever they can bring. A lot of people are dying because they were not prepared to make such a, long, a long trip. trip. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, so um, they don't have food, they don't have medicine, they don't have shelter because they're just on the road, right? Yeah. Um, um, at, at this time, Sam Houston is going to be put in charge of um, the Texas Army, if you want to call it that, because mm-hmm. it's mainly volunteers. I was about to say, yeah, it's more like a militia. It's a little, yeah, it's a little yeah. raggedy, right? So. Um, he is going to study Santa Ana, mm-hmm. and um, Santa Ana is splitting his army. He's chasing these people that are, you know, fleeing across mm-hmm. the state, right? Um, Sam Houston's going to send warnings out to all of his military people that mm-hmm. are in various places and like, hey, get out. Like, you need to move. Like, And her, his purpose in doing this is because he wants to be able to train. He wants to buy time to train his army mm-hmm. so that they have a fighting chance. Right. And yeah, he also yeah. wants to be able to recruit people, um, you know, so that he can have a bigger army because one of the reasons that the Alamo fell is because they were outnumbered three to one. Right, you okay. Know? So um, you have a place called Goliad, okay? Um, you have this dude named, yes, you have this dude named um, Colonel James Fannin, mm-hmm. um, who uh, basically is hard-headed and does not listen. <laughs> like, So Sam Houston tells him, hey, like, he sends a message, like, hey, it's time for you to go. You got to go. Got to go. Santa Ana is coming, right? Um, and James Fannin takes his time. He's like, okay, yeah, well, we got some troops out there doing a scout mission. I'm going to wait for them to come back, all right? Um, and he leaves a little bit too late, okay? Um, he's going to leave, and he's going to get caught, all right? He is going to get caught, not directly by Santa Ana, but, but by one of Santa Ana's generals, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Santa Ana's general does not really want to kill him. He wants to actually, uh, you know, be diplomatic mm-hmm. and treat them as prisoners of war. So he sends a message out to um, Santa Ana's like, hey, I captured him. What should I do? Mm-hmm. And Santa Ana's like, you already know what to do. Stop playing with me. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so they all get executed. Um, James Fannin and about 400 men. Um, James Fannin, it sucks because James Fannin is um, sat in a chair. He is the last person um, to be mm-hmm. shot. So he literally has to watch all of his men get killed. Um, James Fannin also asks for three things. He asks to be shot in the heart, 
Um, he asked for a Christian um, burial, and he also had a few um, personal items that he wanted to get back to his wife and children. Um, and so he asked for all of these things before he was executed. He gets shot in the face. Um, he gets burned, um, burned a lot, uh, burned and thrown in a ditch. So he doesn't get his burial. And the Mexican soldiers that killed him stole all his personal items. So. Uh, so this is actually going to create a lot of resentment among mm-hmm. among the people of Texas, okay? So they're going to be pissed, and um, there's going to be cries of remember the Alamo and remember Goliath mm-hmm. in particular, because these are two places where Santa Ana could have shown mercy, and yeah, he, he doesn't show, yeah. show mercy at all. So um, fast forward to the end of the revolution, all right? So um, you're going to have the Battle of San, San Jacinto, uh-huh. which is probably about like maybe 10, 15 minutes from yeah, here, actually. Um, Santa Ana literally gets caught with his pants <laughs> down because yeah. he, um, his army didn't expect, um, they didn't expect to fight for um, until like the evening. Um, mm-hmm. And um, Sam Houston actually launches a surprise attack um, while the Mexican army is mainly sleeping. Um, so he launches it like mid-morning. Um, and he actually overwhelms and he takes he captures Santa Ana. <clears throat> so basically you have the end of this war because Santa Ana gets caught, right? And mm-hmm. you have these two treaties, okay? They're gonna be called the treaties of Velasco. So there's gonna be a private one and there's gonna be a public one. Okay. Um and the private one is basically just between all the government officials that mm-hmm. pretty much um the only difference is that Santa Ana is going to be kept alive, or it's implied that he's going to be kept alive. Mm-hmm. And in the public treaty, it's implied that he's going to go back to Mexico and be executed. Okay. Um, and this is going to happen because a lot of people in Texas are pissed off right. by Santa Ana, so they I mean, want him dead. Which fair I mean, enough. Fair, I'm like fair enough. Girl was out here just wilding. You know. All right. So, um, but Sam Houston kind of realizes that. Uh, Santa Ana is going to be more valuable to him alive. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have these two different treaties. The treaty is also going to set the Rio Grande as the boundary between mm-hmm. Texas and Mexico. And um, Texas is going to be given its independence, if you will. Okay. Um, so Santa Ana is going to go back uh, to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is the Mexican government does not accept this treaty <laughs> because... Santa Ana had to sign it under duress as yeah, a prisoner. Right. So it's like, they feel like, oh, Santa Ana didn't do this of his own volition. Mm-hmm. He did this because he was forced to. Yeah. So you're still going to have, for probably like the next 10, 15 years, um, where Texas is independent, you are going to have disputes and um, little skirmishes, like right. where uh, Mexico is still beefing with Texas um, up until Tejas. the point up until the point of Texas being annexed into the United States because then it becomes a United States problem. Right, and y'all want Texas. smoke with that. Well, they actually did want smoke because there's another war that happens, which is the Mexican-American right. War. You're but right, and we, I actually teach the Mexican-American you know, War, so I should... Yeah, so, but we'll save that for but another I mean, time. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, we don't really have time for that today. We can do another episode of the Mexican-American right. War. My we'll only snippet that. that I would like to add is the fact that they have that ginormous... Uh, I'm thinking of Sam Houston, actually. Oh, I was no. going to say Stephen F. Austin. No, he's a Sam Houston. Like, yeah. He's pretty, he, I mean, he was kind of problematic in, in a way, too. I was thinking about their statues mm-hmm. at, at their school. That Sam Houston one just scares me. And I was thinking Stephen F. Austin, but that's not true. So, so I'm say, scared of statues. I'll say so. this really quickly about Sam Houston. Um, uh, I'm kind of conflicted about him um, because um, whereas he did um, own slaves, um, it was said that he was a kind, kind 
And what does that Master. mean? I don't know what, what that means. What I don't does know. that mean? And also, he also did free all of his slaves upon his death. He also did get kicked out of his government positions um, in 1860 because uh, Texas was actually about to secede from the Union mm. um, at the time, and he fought the, avidly mm. against this happening, and so they kicked him out of his position. Uh, he also, he also was really you nice to Native Americans. He also was really nice to Native Americans too. You know that his second wife was actually a Native American woman, which was not her during that time, you know, like, you know, you know, the know we got to cut him off. Yeah, oh, yeah, all right. That's Anyways, about yeah. Texas. All right. All right. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> I'm not from here, but I know about it. Apparently right. he know more than I do. And I'm a native. So. Okay. It's cool. Well, thank you for listening in today on our episode of Tejas. All right. Yeah, I am Brando. I'm Mia. All right. And we will catch you next time. Peace. Bye.